This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com slash uberone for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Oh, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes. Back of the net. It didn't happen in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. A modern day football miracle. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown... That's all the way in truth. Premier League champions 2016. The amazing Leicester City.
Till I Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. All right, Chris. All right there. How the devil are you? It's over. Yes, it is for another... How quick did that go? I do. I've had longer sessions with the wife. I mean, it just seems turns in five minutes since we, were, since we were doing the opening day, and now we've just done the final day. But uh, this is Leicester Till I Die TV. Thank you for joining us. It's, uh, well, one of the many specials we're going to be doing over the summer. Uh, we are available Twitter, Facebook, uh, but if you want to watch this live, get yourself onto YouTube. Excuse me, Leicester Till I Die TV, and do what it says at the bottom there. Subscribe. Uh, smash those like buttons and click the notifications because we have got some really good specials coming up. Um, not that this isn't one, I should say. <laughs> we start with the best. We start with the best. Let me just say, I've got to say, though, because I'm not sure whether you have seen the news or not. But just in case you haven't, I don't want to, I don't want to sort of give away any spoilers there, but just in case you haven't, did you know Man United have got a new manager? Shh. I know Sky are trying to keep it quiet. watching Lester Till I Die TV. You are. I'm going to have to have a new one of them made now, aren't I? Uh, well, what a, what a last day. I'm uh, going to say good evening to Nate. How the devil are you, sir? Welcome along. It is our end of season report. Well, I've got the report cards here. I've got the red pen here. All we need is the headmaster. And here he is. Julia, good evening. How are you, sir? I don't think I've ever been called a headmaster, Chris. Well, I tell you what, all, there's a lot of women now around the country hoping, hoping that you're going to get your cane out. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what okay. they mean anyway. I think that's what they mean. <laughs> it's been a while. How the devil are you and your family? Uh, yeah, very good, mate. Very good, mate. And uh, had a great day yesterday watching watching all the action unfold. It was, uh, it was absolutely amazing. Never seen anything like that, I don't think. It was an amazing last day, wasn't it? I mean, obviously there's going to be happiness and there's going to be sadness, but I've never known a final day like it. No, I mean, there's the one with obviously the Aguero goal, which is quite famous now, but that yesterday when, you know, I mean, I think everyone anticipated Liverpool would go on and win the game and, you know, Man City 2-0 mm. down with uh, not, yes. not much time left and then to put three goals in in... It's like five and a half, six minutes was absolutely like oh. unbelievable. So I was sat screaming at the TV with a glass of wine in my hand. <laughs> Am I not surprised? <laughs> <laughs> Talking of which, how was the pub? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, pub's good. I've just nipped in to make sure it's all right, and it, it is absolutely fine. So uh, I might That's pop okay. back in a bit and see if yeah. uh, it's still okay. <laughs> but uh, we'll see how the show goes. You want you want to make sure that you know it's still there. You want to make sure you know that it's, it's not blown down or burnt down or anything. You know? yeah, yeah. I feel very close to the pub, so I just I need to look after it. Well, so indeed, indeed. Right. So um, I'm not going to upset anybody tonight. You might. I'll do that. I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm not stupid, you know. I'm not stupid. But basically, it is the end of term report. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at the teams, go through them. Um, not into say great detail, but I just, you know, you just grade them as you think the sort of season they've had. So was it an A right down to a D? So. A D is obviously failure and um, don't come back. And A is, my God, we've got to put up with you for another season. Um, all I will say is, actually, at least now we might get something different. Now we've had a really good end to the season, final day. We Sky might stop showing that Aguero moment. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I mean, it's an iconic moment. They've just built the statue and, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I think yesterday mm. takes some beating. I think it does. Every intro, every outro from to a break, an intro from a break. It, for, oh, anyway, here we go, sir. So we're going to start. We're going to do it in alphabetical order, and why not? It seems the easiest thing to do, seeing as you've been down the pub. Um, <laughs> what was it going to do? Have a quick look at where the fans, because the BBC at the start of the season did um, where the fans thought it would end. Um, now, Arsenal, their fans actually thought they would finish seventh. And, of course, um, they, did, they weren't so far off. What did you think of Arsenal's season? It was still a bit mixed. And I, I think it's I think Arteta's getting a lot of time, probably more time than other managers were, which is mm. something I'm glad about because, you know, I, I think I think he does need that time. But I think, I think personally, I expected them to be a bit ahead of where they were as the season panned out. And there were still some baffling results that you'd expect them to do a lot better at and they didn't um and it, and it sort of petered out a bit right towards the end when you know you wanted them to have that final surge and get that Champions League place so you know for me it wasn't a fantastic season you know at the end of the day it wasn't a terrible season but I, I definitely thought they'd be really challenging for that top four and they they sort of flattered to deceive a bit in that respect but like I said before still very happy that they seem to be sticking with Arteta you know it's a a work in progress, which is not often you get time to do that in the Premier League. And it no. looks like, you know, he's certainly going to get another season, which which is a great thing, I think. I mean, you're happy with Arteta getting, um, you know, sticking with Arteta. I think 35-odd thousand people every week down the Emirates would probably disagree with disagree. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but I'd... We did, we did we did a blog a while ago on who's got the most um, disillusioned fans, uh, and Arsenal were, were were up there to be honest with you, so um, not surprising. But fifth they got in Europe. Um, I know they wanted the, the Champions League, but they did throw it away. They started sort of with with well at the start of the season. I thought I was watching the Eurovision because Arsenal had no point for about three weeks. Um, and then they stormed it, and they were a bit unbit, and then they had a little bit of a dodgy thing. So, I suppose fifth for them with the season they'd been having wasn't too bad. But how how do you rate their season? 
I'd rate it as a B because I still think it's disappointing. And I think they struggle yeah. a bit like Man United. They, they had a, a great manager for a long, long time and there was a lot of stability there. Then obviously towards the end, it wasn't going as well as fans would have liked. But I think mm. I've seen in the last few years, fans wishing now in hindsight that they'd have kept hold of Wenger. But um, it, it's always difficult for a club like that. They've been coached in a certain way. They've had a lot of success. And then, you know, due to, you know, a season or two where it's not so great, they make a big, big change at the top and and then, mm. you know, it, does the right person come in? And if he doesn't, then it's another one and then another one. And they yeah. feel they have to, you know, fix it really quickly. You know, we've seen the yeah. same at Man United. Hopefully this guy comes in and, and makes a better job of it. But, you know, looking at Man United, which we'll talk about later, you know, Mourinho probably wasn't the worst one, even though they thought he was at the time. So, <laughs> but, 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 but with Arsenal, I just think it's a B. Uh, you know, like yeah. I say, qualified for Europe, um, just outside you know, the Champions League. And they're still probably progressing uh, from where they were a couple of years ago and he's still got yeah. to build on that. Uh, Dan's in. Uh, he's getting people's names wrong, but uh, he has popped in. It's probably because there's still tears in his eyes being a Burnley fan. I mean, uh, I don't know what was worse, actually, watching Dan do the hot chip challenge or watching him watch his team get relegated, because there was a lot of tears on both. But uh, being Leicester fans, we obviously, we know what it's like. Well, I, I've, I've suffered long enough. Um, but, uh, and uh, Nat says here, where's it gone? Um, he's on about uh, about Eurovision. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Eurovision, mate. I, you want to know anything about Eurovision? I'm your man. I know my stuff. And uh, and Dan says he's in space, man, and he probably wishes he was. Um, Villa um, changed the manager. Yeah, got uh, got uh, Stevie G come down. Uh, they still actually didn't do as well as last season, but you know they lost Grealish. Uh, they haven't spent all that money yet. The owners, they seem. To, I've heard them on the radio, and they seem to be have the head screwed on right. They're not rushing into things. They're taking the time, but. They had a well, they had a fourteenth finish, which isn't you know isn't rubbish by any stretch of the imagination. It's not, and I think like Stephen Gerrard for me, I quite like the fact that he you know he went up to Rangers a little bit out of the way, quietly got on about on about his job, uh, did really well. But having said that, you know it's a it's a two maximum three team you know battle up in that mm. Scottish Premier League. There's always yeah. one who comes from nowhere and, and makes a bit of an effort, and then obviously you've got the big two. So he's quietly gone about, learned his trade, done really really well, come down, and you know thought it was a decent appointment. Um, and then obviously they had the the reaction results, you know. After I think there was like five losses, mm. you know, uh, on, on the trot before before he got the job. So he got a bit of a reaction out there, uh, played slightly differently. But then after that, it really plateaued off into, you know, you, you were expecting him to build week in week out. And I know it must be difficult for them, but you know, he brought Coutinho in, who's a absolute fantastic signing, you know, mm. definite marquee player. But I, I feel for me that it. it, it it wasn't as good as it should have been, and like you say, they didn't. Yeah. You know, they've not even finished. Uh, you know, as well as they uh, did last year. So yeah. that'll be a disappointment. I mean, again, I think, like you said, the owners got their head screwed on. Looks like you know he's he's going to be given some time to improve and invest mm -hmm. over the summer, which you know, which is a good thing. But I think next season will be very, very interesting for the Villa supporters if they're not. You know, I think they would perceive now definite you know, top half of the table, can they push for a European slot? Maybe a bit impatiently, but, you know, that is the nature of the beast at the moment. 
Yeah. Uh, on the back of that, I would I'd put them as a C. As a C. Do you think we are seeing a new kind of breed of owners? Aston Villa, like I say, I've heard them, I've heard them talk, and, and they very much are sort of not a, like, you know, we're going to do it next season. The Newcastle owners are the same, let's be honest with you. You know, I've, they've lost more out of their pocket than I've earned in my life. And But again, they're not saying we're going to do it next season. They're saying we're going to gradually get there. Uh, which is the sensible way. So, you know, Arsenal giving Arteta long. Do do Villa look at this and say, we've got a bit of a Frank Lampard situation here where, you know, he's, he's probably not as good as we think, or it's Steven Gerrard, he's going to come good, so we stick with him? I think personally, they've got to stick with him. I mean, you leave me say a lot, you know, when I'm talking about the Arteta situation, that, you know, they're not sticking with managers that that long in the Premier League these days. And then I think, you know, who, who are you going to get in? Because whoever you yeah. get in, when we all look around the scene of managers on the European stage, world stage, they've all failed somewhere. Yeah. You know, so it's not a given yeah. that they're going to come in. And, it, and I often hear people say to me, it's like a bit of a merry-go-round, and it is. Mm. So whoever you bring in, they might have done well, you know, a certain club, but they've probably sucked at two other clubs and you're actually bringing him saying he's better than the one they're replacing. So Stevie Gerrard, young, young man, he comes across really well. You can yeah. see he's had an effect on the team. But like I say, that that for me needs to be more consistent. They were a bit too soft and and, and lost again a bit like Arsenal. Lost some games that were a bit baffling. Uh, but for me, you think you know they've got to give him you know all of next season and be and be looking at you know after Ooh. that because he could turn out to be you know a great manager with the you yeah. know the experience and knowledge he has of the game. Uh, as Aston Villa fans, do you think how long are we going to see this before he moves on to, to Liverpool? Uh, well, you know, I mean, that's the thing. And it's, but, you know, for Liverpool, he, he has to be successful before they take him. It's, yeah. it's all right than looking at it and saying it's a natural progression for him. But, you know, if he, if he doesn't really, you know, pull up any trees at, at Villa, he's never ever going to get the, the Liverpool job, even no. though it, it seems like written in the stars. So he's got to be successful. And, you know, I suppose the sad thing is that if he is successful, that's the opportunity, the chance yeah. where they may lose him. But that's the same at every football club. It is, it is. So there's no other job where somebody can fail so badly and then walk into another job three weeks later. But, uh, Terry, welcome along, sir. How the devil are you? Uh, we haven't seen Julian for a long time. Um, Hi, Terry. So, back and and how's the dog? I'm not being awful to him there. If you remember, his dog does go a bit mad at the screen when we're on. So um, I wasn't being I wasn't being awful to him. Brighton, um, they they had an up and down season. Um, they finished just below us on ninth. Uh, everybody was going Potter mad at the start. Um, I was very much sort of like, why? What has he won? What has he done? Sort of thing. But in credit to him, he has. Taking a team, he's taken them up to the top half. They then struggled for a long time and they were actually bottom of the form league, but now he's got them to the best position they've ever had in the top flight. Yeah, I mean, when Hewton went and they brought, you know, Graham in, it, like, I was with you on that. I thought, oh, it's, it's a bit of a strange one that. Uh, so there must have been some knowledge in that decision of, of, of Graham's background. But I think this season, you know, they had a great start, which has probably put them in a false position by the end of the season. But I watched them against Chelsea, I think it was around turn of the year. 
and they really pressed them well and they were really in the game and they caused Chelsea a lot of problems. And you could see that, and again, someone who's been at the club now and been given a lot of time, you could see his stamp on on the, the way they played, the way they you know defended, the way they attacked, everything about it. So, uh, again, you know, he's been a bit of a slow burner, but they've finished well, great result, you know, yesterday. And uh, I think they've done ever so well, if I'm honest. And like, well, not just on the fact that they finished higher than than the, you know, than previous seasons, but just on the way they're playing as well. Uh, and, yeah. and really on a bit, it's a bit like Eddie Howe was at Bournemouth. The, you know, it's not a fantastic budget. Uh, they don't have any real superstars and the ones that they've had, yeah. you know, they've sold, you know, obviously um, Ben White, you know, going to, to Arsenal. Mm. Um, you know, and the other, the, the uh, what's his, the other lad going up to, to Newcastle, so you know, they've lost Willock, the better yeah. players as they've developed them, yeah, Dan yeah. Burn. And um, so it's a difficult situation for them, uh, but yeah. I think they've done great, and it, it's nearly an A for me, but I, I'm going to say a B because, um, you know, I think the, the start of the season really flattered them, they had they came out of the block so well, uh, it was always going to be a little bit higher finish than, the, than they used to but uh, still a very very good season for Brighton and yes. I, I'm sure the fans are chuffed to bits indeed apparently the dog started wagging his tail when Julian appeared uh, do you have this effect on dogs with Julian maybe 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 you shouldn't go there Let's it's the new aftershave it must be transmitting through the laptop <laughs> um, Brentford I mean to me of the three that came up um, it, these are the ones well we all kind of knew that the other two weren't going to be staying up long anyway. But brilliant. I love the smaller teams coming through. No disrespect when I call them smaller. They still think of Leicester as small, but you know what I mean. And yeah. I really, they got, they got Ericsson, they took the risk on him. Um, absolutely tremendous move. Interesting as if he stays now. Uh, they had a bit of a fall off again, but then they started doing what, in fairness, teams like such as Burnley and Everton and whatever you couldn't, and that was they were going to they were beating teams around them. Mm. Yeah, I mean, for me, one of the, probably the best story of the season, I find, because yeah. you know the Brentford are a small club. We're not being disrespectful to them. They're, they're a small mm. club, and you know they they've, they've come into a league and they're really really punching, uh, and they've punched ever so well as it yeah. goes. And I think they've got a couple of superstars in there as well, and. You know, like they say, they bring Ericsson. I mean, they had, they had a really, you know, decent start. They rolled in their own. And then they just had that patch where they started to slip and slip and slip. And you're thinking, you know, wouldn't it be terrible if they, you know, if they got dragged into that relegation zone and, and actually yeah. ended up going down after such a great story and such a good start to the season? And then the Ericsson things happen. And sadly, Chris, I think he'll leave. And I think it's, I think it's a bit of a shame because... They, they took a chance on him when there's a lot of people talked about it. The Tottenham yeah. were talking about it'd be okay to come and train, and there were a few others, you know. And they actually went, Do you know what? We're going to take a punt on this lad. We obviously know he's, got, he's a class player, um, mm. and we're going to go down that route. And I, I think I read before yesterday, which I was particularly upset yesterday because they, they cost me, they were the only team that lost in an ACA that I had yesterday running with about <laughs> eight teams in it. So that was a bit yeah. disappointing. But I think before yesterday, Ericsson had played 10 games. And I think they'd won eight, drawn one and lost one. So, you know, he's really been part of that boost towards the end of the season. And I've got to say as well, I'm a massive, massive fan of Ivan Tony. Oh, yeah. I think I think yeah. he looks like a physical player and I think there's so much more to him. I, I would love to see one of the top teams have a gamble on him. And I'm even talking about, you know, your Man City's have gone 
big with Haaland. I just think he's got a lot more than the physicality you see. He's got a bit of class. He finds a pass. His touch is great, you know, and he's got an eye for goal. So, uh, for me, they're in A. I think, like, absolute yeah. success story uh, of the season. Been great yeah. to watch, and I'm, I'm glad they came through at the end and finished strongly. Even been linked with Leicester, has Ericsson, but I don't think we'll get him somehow. Um, from the good, the bad, um, I don't know what point we'll get the ugly, but I'm sorry, Dan, if you're watching. Uh, Burnley, um, I, we saw them just avoid this last season. Uh, and I've, actually, I've, got a, I've got a show coming up on Thursday where I actually look back at, because uh, all the fans did a prediction for their own team for me at the start. And um, some interesting things were said at the start of the season that people might be regretting. But Dan was a bit worried from the, the start, in fairness. Um Lack of investment there. They took the risk in in sacking um, Sean Dyche. It was either going to be a brilliant decision or a punt that's gone wrong. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure they're going to come straight back up this time. No, it's, it's a it's a difficult one. I mean, uh, in particular, like Sean being sacked, he's a good lad. I played with him at Bristol City. Of really course, good lad. Yeah. Um, it just got them set up. I mean, they never had the big budget. He got them set up, and he, he does it every season. And every season, well, in the last few years anyway, they seem to have struggled at the start, and they always make this late run. And yeah. I kept thinking to myself, this run needs to come soon. And it, you know, it's been getting later and later every season. But, yeah. they, you know, they, they let Chris Wood go, which I thought was a great bit of business. And I like the lad, Vegos, who came in. I thought he was really, really good. Other than that, there weren't too many changes, and he's been working you know, with what he's got for a few years now. And, I mean, the, the only sad thing is we'll never know what would have happened, you know, if they'd, if they'd have kept faith no. in him because there was the few results on the spin that there was, you know, the, the, the little bit of bounce-back ability with the new manager in charge. But we don't know if Sean would have had those results and then gone on and take them over the line. So, you know, for me, I think we can all say, you know, with fantastic hindsight that it possibly wasn't the, the wrong mm. decision. So... I think that was a bit of an own goal. And I think he said like that. I think they played on something like the weekend or the Monday and they didn't sack him till the Thursday. And I find that, you know, a really unusual situation. If, if you've got a gap mm. like that, you want to get the new man in place and let him work as much yeah. as he can with the team. So uh, I think it was a bit of an own goal um, all round. Um, I don't think they'll find it easy at all to come back. They're just not that kind of team, you know, like Leeds did and Fulham, yeah. and, you know, Watford to a certain extent. So... Uh, I'm not going to be too harsh, and I think it's. Um, do you know what? It's, it's a D. They, they shouldn't have sacked the manager at that point of the season. I was no. going to give him a C and be nice, but uh, <laughs> no, no. You know, it, it, well, it, why it's... go against your nature? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, it, yeah, it was. You know, we, we can say yeah. now, like I say, safely say it's a bad decision. You know, Sean might have not got as many points as the new guy did. So, but we'll never know that, unfortunately. You take that risk, don't you? Um, You take that risk and, you know, it's like, you know, when Pearson got sacked at Watford, which was ridiculous and and they went down and, you know, that was an awful decision. But, um, you know, you felt like Sean, he'd been there that long, got the rapport with the players, it seemed, got them set up. You know, it was... um, Bit bad timing all around, and it and it and it's uh, it's bitten them in the backside. It has. Um, good evening to Stephen. Um, commiserations on the he's a Liverpool fan. So commiserations for yesterday. Uh, but you do have a small matter of a little cup to go for. Um, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Which we we know wasn't as big as the um, 
as big as the uh, Europa Conference, but you know, you can't have everything. <laughs> um, I'm just watching Pep on screen. I'm not sure if he's drunk there, but he's, I've never seen Pep dance before whilst holding a cigar. But uh, let's let's move on. I think um, we're off to Chelsea, and uh, wow, we we could have a show just on Chelsea on their own, couldn't we? We we could. I mean, I, I think in the first month of the season, I was really thinking, blimey, these are, these are going to win this this season. They look really strong and powerful. Obviously, mm. they've got the talent. They've got a really good manager. Uh, and, and again, it just didn't really work out for them. But, you know, they've had, they've had a good finish. Champions League next year. They're fighting against two of the best teams in Europe. And I suppose, you know, as a club and as supporters, you can look at that and say, you know, it, it would have been a big ask to come above either of them, never mind both yeah. of them. You know, so I think, you know, that, that spot uh, for them is probably as much as they could have hoped for. Like I said, they had a really good start. Uh, they have got a fantastic squad, I feel, although they're obviously losing uh, a few defenders, it seems, and there's a lot of rumours about a few other players. Uh, but I definitely put them in the B category. I thought overall, you know, it, it was good. Uh, they, I mean, no one really pushed the top two. That was the, you know, yeah. that was the thing about it. They, they really are quite a few steps ahead of, of the rest of the league. So, but they, they finished as well as they can. And, and like I say, European Champions League football next year, uh, and a chance to regroup, and they've probably had a good look at what they what they need to do and where they need to be for next season. I actually had Chelsea down to win the damn thing, so they let me down mm. big style. <laughs> but, I mean, they were a long way off, as you said. I mean, seventy four points for them, ninety two for Liverpool. They were they were yeah. out of the reckoning, and they were nearly caught because they're only three points above Spurs um, yeah. at, at, at the end. Off field activities, does that get to you as a player? I don't think it does. I really, really don't. You know, with all the, I mean, who gives a monkey? You go into work and you train. You've got mm. a contract. You know, manager's got a contract. He's not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. And you've got a game on Saturday and that's all you're thinking about. I don't believe at all that that is any kind of distraction. I think the only person who, in the group of the playing staff who could be distracted is the manager because, you know, if they've come in and they've got their own ideas of who they want the next manager to be or if they're happy with him. And I, I suppose yeah. it could put doubts in his mind. But as a player, I wouldn't think it would affect you in the slightest. Yeah. Uh, Nippon, good evening. Uh, Chelsea Van just nipped in there after we'd finished speaking about Chelsea. We were just saying what a wonderful team they were, Nippon. How how they were so unlucky not to win it this season. You'll have to play back and play back and see if that's true. And James is probably one of the most relieved men Outside of Liverpool, an Everton fan. Good evening. How are you, sir, as well? Um, right, let's go on to um, Crystal Palace. Uh, new manager. I thought there was struggle. I had these down for sort of the 15th, 16th, sort of um, 17th area. Vieira came in. Um, he's got a great right hook by the look of him. Uh, on <laughs> and I'm glad to say, can I just say on, 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 a, on, a, on a bit of a series now, I'm glad that they're not going to take any action from uh, against him. Um, and I think it, it's... You, you will not... We had this with um, with Nigel Pearson the other day, did, uh, a couple of seasons ago, when he turned around and said, you know, go away and, and you know, die to a fan. You know, these fans, they give the verbals, they run onto the pitch. You don't know if they've got a knife or anything. Correct. You've got, you've got to defend yourself. And... You know, mm. you've got fans, and I know every club's got its range of nutters, so I'm not saying, any, I'm not going picking on any club here, but if the government suddenly turn around and go, actually, guys, we're going to put the fences back up, 
there's no argument as to why that shouldn't no. happen, really. No, I think I think the fans in, on the pitch is a disgrace. It shouldn't happen. Mm. As you've said, you know, something bad could happen one day. The yeah. um, Olsen got, you know, uh, it was only a little, you know, say he was assaulted, it wasn't terrible, but it, it shouldn't mm. even get close to that. No. You know, the fa- no. you know, the away f- players are on the pitch and they're surrounded by own fans before they know, you know, what's happened. And I, I think we ought to stop people going on the pitch. We ought to, you can facially recognise them, ban them from the stadiums, arrest yeah. them, get more police numbers there. Uh, and it just shouldn't happen. It's an absolute no-no. And, and we've watched it unfold. And then every game it's happening, apart from the yeah. couple of clubs yesterday where we saw, and I'm sure the Brentford Leeds was one where the fans didn't go on the pitch. And I thought massive respect to the club for getting in place, you know, and making sure that that didn't happen. Uh, yeah, and, and like yeah. you say, the Vieira incident's terrible, and he's he's barely he's barely laid a, a, a glove on him, and he, he he did worse one foot tackles than that. Yeah. A lot worse <laughs> I was going to say he's he's <laughs> lost his foot because he missed the kick totally. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna, the, lad, the lad's lucky there's not a ball there at his feet because if the had yeah. been over the stand, but uh, and I think um, as well, I mean, um, you've got to look at the club as well, and I know James is in from Everton, and I'm not just picking on Everton here, but. Obviously, they had trouble before the end of the game at theirs. And, you know, surely the Everton security must look at that thinking, well, OK, if they're doing that now, what are they going to be doing in seven minutes when the game finishes? Mm. We better get on and protect. Because it wasn't the first time. It had happened a couple of times before at different clubs. You know, yeah. we should let's get on and protect the opposing players, which were the most likely ones to be attacked. So I think the club has to take a bit of a... Oh, they do. They have to prepare for it better. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the surface that they're playing a professional game of football on between a lot of highly paid players. And yeah. they should have, they should be, you know, feel safe at all times. And yeah. the fact that, you know, people can get on the pitch so easily without any punishment whatsoever. And I was so glad that the lad got done for the headbutt on Billy Sharp yes. and the, you know, down at down at the city ground. I mean, yeah. it, it's just absolutely terrible. And I do think something worse will happen if we don't stop it. And it it just needs knitting right now. And you know, the season's ended. You've got yeah. a few months to plan. Let's get something in place. And next season, you know, there's no one on a pitch. Simple yes. as that. Yeah, totally, totally agree. But like I say, I didn't expect Palace to sort of do as well. But they did have a bit of an up and down season. Again, they're one of those that started off really, really well. And I thought, oh. Might even sort of talk in conference here, but uh, they fell off a bit um, sort of after Christmas and finished in 12th. Yeah, I think, you know, we, we, with Palace, uh, they've actually got a decent squad. And what they seem to have all the time is some really good young talent coming through. Uh, and, and we've seen that, you know, this year. They, they've got a, a couple of youngsters that, you know, look like they're, they're obviously going to move on from Palace at, you know, mm. at some point. You've got the Zaha factor, as much as he annoys me because he wants everything his own way at, at all times. But he is a wonderful, effective player that, you know, that would probably grace most teams apart from the fact of his age that he's probably not going to get the move uh, yeah. that he wants to. But I think he's set them up well. They look really solid uh, and strong. Uh, and like I say, with the, with the players they've got about the place, the young talent, um, and a couple of aged strikers who should be doing a bit better, but then you know, they've got um, who's the, the, the tall striker? Is it Matita? You know, he, he um, looks a handful, yeah. you know, so they, they've got a bit of a mix of everything. So, probably where they finished was about right. Um, on, on that, I think I'd give him a B actually because yeah, yeah it, was, it yeah. was okay. You know, his first season in charge, he's getting mm. his, his sort of vision and his message across, and um, yeah, yeah I, th- I thought they, they were okay, and it's again. 
I don't like to talk too much about my coupons because I don't remember winning one this season. But <laughs> they were never. They were That's never why you're still talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> they were never a team that you backed for or against because you really, really didn't know what you were going to get, and you could no. see that they might go and do something like they did yesterday. And then they could go and lose, you know, quite as easily exactly. to someone that you'd expect them to beat. But uh, exactly. I think overall they'll be pleased and they've got uh, a lot to build on. Brilliant. Um, Anthony, good evening. Um, was a good stream yesterday. It was. We, we we did like a soccer Saturday, but on the Sunday, therefore we called it Soccer Sunday. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm clever like that, you know. Makes but sense. Anthony, I don't know whether you've, you've managed to catch up or not, but you do know Anthony, you, know, you do know Perez scored a second goal for Leicester on the 94th minute, don't you? I didn't know whether that you, you'd actually got to that stage or not. He was the Chris Kamara of Leicester I Die TV. He's like, we're over to Anthony, there's been a goal at Arsenal. Has there? Oh, it is. <laughs> it's not showing up that way for me. Uh, I'm gonna, I must, I must flip that. I must flip that. Um, then we're to Everton. Well, wow. I mean, I um, I, I I gave up to be honest with you, trying to predict who was going down. I said Leeds would not get drawn into it. Uh, I said Burnley was safe after they started to win a few, and I said uh, it's going to be Everton that go down. I know my football. <laughs> um, I thought when it when I mean, like obviously a bit of a crazy season. They get Benitez, who's you know a, a Liverpool former Liverpool manager, and I and I thought with Lampard. I thought it was a really tough job to take. I was surprised he took it. I mean, it is a yeah. really big club, but the position they were in, you know, on deadline day with not much time to to alter any of the squad that weren't performing well at all. I thought mm. it was a really tough, tough one that you might have thought on another day. Do you know what? I'm going to leave that for now. Uh, you know, yeah. I'll just keep, I'll just keep my eyes open for something else. So I thought it was really brave uh, to take it in the end. I'm pleased for him that they stayed up. So I always liked him as a player. Uh, and I like the fact that, you know, he did well at Derby and the, the youngsters he introduced at Chelsea. So he's got something about him, definitely. Um, mm -hmm. and, and like I say, for that result, um, you know, uh, the other night when they won 3-2, I mean, God, oh my, what a result that was. And I, yes. I remember thinking, yeah. I thought, I think they'll win tonight. And then I flicked on at half-time and they were 2-0 down. I'm like, blimey, you know, they could be doomed here. Yeah. Uh, and and for them to get turn that around and get that result, you know, was absolutely fantastic. And I think with Frankie, he seems to get the players on board. Um, you know, with him, he's um, very good. You know, very personal, very good man manager. And I think he spends a lot of the time. I've seen one of the. I think it was Iwobi being interviewed, saying that he's got this new position at wing back, and the, you know, the gaff was always talking to him, and you know, make you know, making him feel good about himself. So I think. That's one of his his main assets, and yeah. I, it, it looked like the players were playing for him. Which, when you're at that end of the table at that time of the season, that's exactly what you need. So, Indeed, uh, yeah. please, they got out. I mean, we can't go any higher than a C, I don't think, because by Everton standards, that is a terrible, terrible season. But the you think, do you think they're worth a C? Pardon? Do you think they're worth a C? I think they were. I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to put me in the D just for the the surge at the end and the fact that. Such a big club that it would have been a disaster for them yeah. to go down. An absolute disaster. I, I only say that because the Everton fan gave them a D. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I think Frank went there knowing that, well, if it go, if, they, if we go down, it's not my fault sort of thing. And if we stay up, then I'll be loved and, and lauded. <laughs> He's just got to do it next season now, hasn't he? Well, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. This uh, it'd be an interesting summer for them. Uh, what you know, what they're going to do? You know, Deli Ali on transfer deadline day, and you know, didn't really appear as much as you would expect. Um, someone of that price tag, 
and mm. you know a history of ability to, to you know you'd expect him to be a, a mainstay in the team and um, one who would be affecting things a lot more on the pitch than he did do. There was a stream yesterday, Dan, the Burnley fan, on his channel, and there was him, and he also had Carl, a Leeds fan, on. And the two emotions left, you know, from Burnley and Leeds fan, it was it was, it was unreal. Um, they, I'm glad they stayed up, to be honest with you. And I don't mean that because I, I mean I lived in Burnley for 20 years. I didn't want Burnley to go down, but I was pleased Leeds went up because. Their fans are very much a case of like, for me anyway, from what I've, what I've sort of spoken to, it's a case of not, well, we're back where we belong. It's, okay, you know, it's almost like we're glad to be back, if you like, yeah. you know. And I did like the Leeds fans and congratulations for staying up. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Leeds are a big club, you know, the support uh, is fantastic for them. And obviously they've done the same thing and, took a punt on, you know, a manager who they've revered over the last couple of years, who the fans love. Yeah. In fact, I was at the Leicester game uh, with the new, when the new guy was in charge and, you know, they were they were still singing for Bielsa. I mean, it was a bit harsh. They were actually giving the current manager some support as well. Um, but you could see that they felt quite disgruntled about the decision that had... Um, that had been made, you know, that week. So, yeah. uh, you know, they 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 took, well, not took a punt, but they made that decision and, you know, it went down to the last day and you wouldn't really want that or expect that, but, uh, you know, they pulled through. Yes, yeah. And, I mean, it was a big decision they took, a manager that, you know, any experience at this level, but uh, where, where would you put Leeds? Um. Again, I think it, another C, just because you, you do expect... I think the difficulty with the Premier League is, and we saw this with Sheffield United, it's that, you know, your first season, you come in and you surprise everybody. Yeah. And then after that, people start to suss out how you're playing. It. And it's a very, you know, and the way that Bielsa, you know, set them up was unbelievably unique and not something I've seen, you know, myself for a long, long time, the way they man-marked mm -hmm. people all over the pitch. Um, but to, to, you know, to get the change after a really tough start... And it, you know, they could have quite easily gone down, and they haven't done so. Yeah. You know, I'll just mark them on that, just for, for, for well, that. Whenever, you, whenever, you, say, whenever you say man marking, I can't get my mind past Panthers. Uh, Panthers come up. Leicester fans remember what we're referring to. He was the he was the only guy on the pitch doing it, whereas they they sort of had like ten yeah. players doing it. It's a, it's a bit weird. Anyway. I'm glad we've not got James on. He's giving everybody a D here. He's, he's in a bad mood today. <laughs> Somebody upset you at work, James. You know, <laughs> line showing totally why Americans aren't biased. Um, he's needed a good American soccer coach. Um, eight, got Leicester now. Oh, um, finishing eighth after everything that's we, we, we know, we, you know, the problems with, with um, uh, injuries, and I don't like blaming that, but my god, we did have a bad season with injuries 26 odd injuries, nine of which were to defenders. We got to a European semi-final, even if it wasn't the one we wanted to, and we finished eighth, just one position out of uh, the European places. Um, but it wasn't what we'd been used to for the last two seasons. No, I don't know if you remember, Chris, we, we did the show at the beginning of the season. I think there were two or three of us sort of saying where we think we'd finish. And mm. I think I said fourth. I thought, you know, we're really up for a good yeah. season. And, and we just lost all momentum, uh, particularly with the injuries as well. But it wasn't a great start. Uh, like you say, the injuries had, a, had a, a part to play. And I don't think the squad's not fantastic outside maybe 14 or 15 people where, you mm. know, the top teams have got, you know, the depth of about 20. So... 
Um, you know, it was it was going to be tough. I mean, I, I'd give him a B, and I'd probably been a bit biased there, but I do think you know we finished strong and with a bit of positivity that you know is probably going to take us hopefully uh, on the front foot. You know, in in mm. into next season, it was great to see glimpses of Fafana back and things like that. So. Um, yeah, you know, but I think I think this is the problem with Leicester is that every C we finish, and we were all optimistic because we, you know, we love the team and we're all optimistic that next season they're going to push on, and, and this season they actually didn't. But no. they, they finished well again, and that optimism comes back to us. And like mugs, we're all there saying, "Yeah, next season." So I, I sincerely hope that they've got something to build on. Yeah, you know, the Tealyman situation doesn't look fantastic, um, and that that would be a loss. Uh, the only thing I would say is that, um, you know, the recruitment's been fantastic over the last few years of bringing youth through the the ranks and, the, you know, purchasing people that, you know, players that not everybody's yeah. heard of that come in and do a fantastic job. Obviously, mm-hmm. Dewsbury Hall's come in and been a massive plus this season and he looks like he's going to go on and on and get better and better. Yeah. So, a um, bit of optimism and just hopefully, you know, they can... And every, uh, every team, I always say every team has a blip. Yeah. One season, you know, Man United, I think it was 2002 or three, had a season where they didn't win anything. They didn't sort of go off and sack Ferguson straight away. So it'd be interesting to see where we go next season. But I'll take a B. I, I think, I think where B. we are, though, the, the problem you've got is, I mean, and, and I, you know, people just look at Jamie's age and think he's going to slow down. I don't think he will, but no. I think he'll pick up more niggling injuries. That's just with his age and so there's yeah. a big transition to there to who actually replaces him because quite like the look of Dakar but he didn't play as much as I thought he would um, you know uh, Kalichi I don't think he can play up top on his own we've spoken about this before yeah. so that there's, a, there's a bit of a niggle there in, in what is going to be the answer to that if, if Jamie Vardy's not fit because he came back and, and again when I went to the Leeds game just watching him live and you're not following the camera and you can actually follow the player yeah. Such a clever, clever player at really upsetting people. You know, how he sort of, he waits for the, the pass and then goes and gives someone a nudge off the ball. It's not a foul, but he, he's upset them and they're on they're on the backsides on the floor. And just the way he went about his work and the, you know, the he, he sort of saw things before they happened and it's not easy to coach that. And I, and I think soon that's going to become a hole. And just, hopefully it's not next season. Right. Just looking here, just to sidetrack very quickly, Tarkovsky is having talks with Aston Villa. Um, damn, I would have wanted him at Leicester, to be honest with you. But there we go. Um, Liverpool. Um, well, you know they've <clears throat> they've done everything they can do. I mean, definitely an A for me. They've yeah. they've done everything they can do. They've pushed all the way. They went on that massive winning streak where, you know, man, we we were all talking. And even Pep was saying, no, it's not over yet. And we're all thinking, yeah, okay, Pep, of course it's over. You're 11 points clear. You know, it's definitely, definitely over. And for them to go on that vein of form uh, that they did right up until the last day yesterday when they have the early setback and still probably go and win quite comfortably. I just think Liverpool and Man City, they've got the two best managers, two fantastic squads. The way they play is about how we're going to beat somebody. Uh, Fantastic Mm -hmm. to watch. Uh, and you know, like I say, the the biggest thing that for them now is how do we go one better next season? So I thought it was a fantastic season uh, yeah. for them. They'll all, all the everyone associated with the club will be disappointed, but you know they, they've they've lost out to an absolute legendary team. It's always hard when you, you know when they start talking about the quadruple, isn't you know it? it yeah, uh, absolutely. Difficult for them. 
But um, Manchester City. Yeah, I mean, it's nearly the same words, but just the, the fact that they actually, yeah. you know, won the league. I mean, super disappointed about the Champions League. I'm not sure I would have wanted an all-English final because they tend not to be that fantastic. However, I think a Liverpool-Man City would have been a different European final. But um, that was a disappointment for them. But to, to win the league and, and the manner in, in which they did it, you know, they were being chased down by Liverpool week in, week out. And you must get nervy about that. You know, the manager must, whatever they say, they must get nervy thinking, you know, every time they drop a point and Liverpool have won again, it, it's not a good feeling and they could just feel them looming upon them. And then yeah. to go into the game yesterday, go down the two goals uh, and to do what they did is absolutely phenomenal. Well, you know, we'll all remember that for the rest of our lives, that, you know, yesterday's yeah, game. Yeah. And, it, it was and that nil-nil they had, I mean, for a nil-nil, it was an amazing game. But uh, I, I guess you're, um, you're going to... Uh, Put them in an yes. A as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I better tell your wife that you're going to be late for your dinner Fine. because you've come to Manchester United. She, she's still <laughs> in the pub, so uh, the typhus cakes aren't even cooking yet. Oh well. Oh well. Um, Manchester. I mean, we, we we could be here for the for the rest of the evening, couldn't we, on Manchester United? Just as Talk MU comes in. Talk. Nice to see you, mate. Uh, as I always say, and it is in the description below. It's got a new channel out. Cancer versus football. And I'm sorry, football versus cancer. Let me get it the right way around. Football versus cancer. We know who we want to win that one. Get over, subscribe to his channel on YouTube. And it is a great uh, channel to get behind. So going through him some love and support. But talk, please watch my or come on, watch the show Thursday at seven o'clock when I compare what the fans' predictions were at the start of the season and to how the season finished for you. Uh, I'm sorry to say this talk, but you were hilarious. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that is all I'm going to say. Wait till Thursday, and I absolutely love it. Uh, hello. Um, I presume which one is this? Is this Cox or? <laughs> <laughs> Again, they know it's an in-joke. Uh, good evening. Um, where, where do we start with Man United? You know, they've, they've got a manager that's got them um, the second and fourth in two consecutive seasons, therefore Champions League. They sack him. Uh, they get a manager in who's not really a manager, but then he's only temporary. Um, we know how that works out, don't we? Um, then you've got... Um, uh, that temporary manager is going to move up to being a, a, a part-time chief executive while he runs the mighty Austria at the same time. <laughs> I don't... Uh, could he get any worse for Man United? They say how the mighty have fallen, but they deserve better Man United, don't they? They, they do, and it, it was... I mean, again, when you look at people taking jobs, you know, David Moyes taking that job after that period with Sir Alex Ferguson was... I don't think, you know, the greatest decision he's ever going to make. And it's really been a club in demise since Ferguson, you know, resigned. It was It's a big mantle to take on. They've not found the person who's capable of doing that. However, we could look back at Mourinho and say, do you know what? He actually did a really good job because yeah. everyone else has really, really, you know, fallen by the wayside compared to what he achieved. But because it's Man United, because we've still got the Ferguson era in the back of our minds... We're still thinking, oh, Marino's not performing very well because you know they're not really you know challenging at the top. I think for Man United fans, they just hope that the next manager and then the next manager and then the next manager is yeah. going to be the the answer and the person that 
that turns it around. And I thought this season was an absolute whimper for them. I was never convinced with Solskjaer because he came in and just put a good mood around the place, which can have unbelievable benefits. You know, he got the results, they gave him the job. And then after that, I couldn't see tactically where he was, you know, if he knew what he was doing or, you know, some of the decisions he made. And then Ragnik, who came in and, you know, even a couple of weeks ago, the team just don't know how to press together. And he came off and said, we have to apologise to the fans. We're just not good at doing this. And I'm thinking, you've been there for 10 weeks, mate, or whatever the length of time it is. They should be good at it now because you should have your stamp on this team. And he he really looked just like a guy who was babysitting a team and not really getting his hands dirty or stuck in. So, you know, it it was a a funny, funny appointment. Why Man United could not go out and get supposedly the best manager in the, you know, around at that time of the season and why they've got an interim in. It's absolutely baffling and it's just... Sort of showing us how far for me the club's fallen, and then you hope this guy with a fantastic reputation, players who love to play for him, who seem to want to follow him, that he is going to be the man. But I think they need to clear out so much, you know. And I'm not going to say rubbish because they're very talented players, but there's a lot of players I think that you could you could like move on and start again, uh, and again, hopefully they give this guy time to to build something. It's not going to happen next season, I don't think. If it does fantastic for you know for the club and the fans but he needs a year or two to really really pull everything apart and then put it all back together in how he wants to put it back together uh, obviously with quite a few new signings I would say do, do you think I mean for me the, the, they have made mistakes and what we say hindsight is a, is a very good thing um, but they gave Ollie the job temporarily he came on so he came in after Mourinho and probably got the, the players back on his side. Um, but then they gave him a contract before his temporary contract was up. It, it was like, why? Because as soon as he got that contract, it all went wrong. Well, if he hadn't given him that contract, you'd have seen that. Before yeah. And then maybe not given it to him. No, and it, it, it is a strange one. Well, I, I think, did they do it because... They just wanted the feel-good factor. I think everyone really warmed to Ollie, uh, ex-player. You know the goals he scored, the important ones. He's a nice guy, but he's not really been on that kind of stage ever. You know in his life. You know he's, mm. he's, he's managed Mulder and done reasonably well with them. But to come into a club like that, but and, and, and again he got the Ferguson backing, and seemingly that was you know quite a big part to playing it. But for me, I just. I could see them not playing so well and wondering what he was doing about it. And you look at him on the touchline and there wasn't a lot of information coming out, coming from him. And I think the other thing was that there was a, the season before, or no, when, it, when he took over, actually, they were actually going down in games quite a lot, but they had the like individual brilliance of your Fernandez, or it might've been Rashford at the time, who's, who's been poor this season, but they've got these class players in an individual way, digging them out of the poop, if you like, because it didn't seem they had a pattern of play, but they've got players that could create things and score goals. And so seemingly it wasn't as bad as everyone thought, but I remember looking at it thinking, this isn't great that, you know, they've not got, um, they've not, they've not got a a way of playing. They're just going out 11 players on a pitch. It's it's like throwing some marbles down and saying, crack on with it. And and that's how it appeared to me. So, uh, you know, this guy's a lot different. You know, the babysitter's moved on upstairs. He's grown up a bit. But uh, I think everyone in football just hopes that, you know, 
Ten Hag comes in and, and stamps his authority, you know, on the team very yeah. quickly. Yeah. I mean, James can't, I mean, you've talked the Man United fan, he, he does agree with you. Um, too many egos in the dressing room, says James. You know, yeah, they, they all say they've got a team of individuals rather than a team. But at least they haven't got the, you know, the pulling power of uh, Mbappe in his new contract. <laughs> <laughs> Lunatics taking over the asylum. Um, Anthony, I think he wasn't, um, who was it? Somebody up there um, went from Terry, so he went for a double D. But then we all know Terry will do. Um, <laughs> I mean, for me, it's the D. What is it for you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. For a club of that stature, you know, yeah. for what, what's gone on behind the scenes and on the pitch this season, it, it's... It's been nothing short of a joke, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah. absolute D for me. Um, Newcastle United. Ooh. What a turnaround. It is. It is. Um, you know, I think Steve Bruce was a typical Mike Ashley signing. You know, mm. would have towed the line, done as he was told, not really needed to spend a lot of money. Then there's all the speculation, you know, about a consortium coming in. Um, and I'm worried about Eddie Howe because I really like him. I'm a big fan of his as I've said many times before, but I, I didn't know if it needed a big personality, um, yeah. you know, like a Conte or, you know, someone like that um, to come in uh, and really just get a grip of the players in the squad. And I was hoping as soon as he came in, I thought, I hope, you know, you, you make a few signings, get a few results. Because I think he, he is one that I think is going to be a future England manager. I think he's going to mm -hmm. develop. He's obviously very tactically... Uh, aware, I, th I thought the Chris Woods signing was a little bit strange. Yeah, uh, I'm not yeah. sure how how many games he'll play this coming season. But at the end of the day, he made the signings and he kept them up, and they were quite comfortable in the end. And obviously, playing a lot differently, uh, and they've got a bit of a buzz about the place, which isn't difficult uh, when you've got you know uh, the fans that Newcastle have got, especially for the home games. So I was really, really chuffed for. Eddie Howe as a manager, I think it was a great appointment by the club. And yeah. like I say, I hope he, they give him the opportunity to invest uh, a few quid and and then see where that can take him because he's never had that opportunity before. No. Um, where, where do you put them? Oof. I mean, I'd like to say A, but I think it's more a B because, you know, they sucked for yeah. so much and then then made a really good decision in, 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 in acquiring Howe. And, yeah. and it finished well, but, you know, still below par for a club of that stature or, or their recent stature anyway? Uh, Norwich City. Um, <laughs> the, you remember my thought. I mean, the thing with Norwich and with Watford is I have nothing against the, the particularly the team and I have totally nothing against the fans whatsoever. Um, you know, they're, they're not fans that are sort of expectant or, well, you know, we've been Premier League before, this is where we should... They've not got that attitude. But... I'm glad they've gone. I just hope they don't hurry back. The fans deserve more. The well, they, they could almost, them. in a perverse way, Chris, be an A because they achieved exactly what the owners <laughs> 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 I, I didn't so, know how you were going to handle this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just there's no investment. You know, they, they are this yo-yo club. And like, yeah, I've got nothing against the club at all. It's always been a fantastic family club. It's always had that great reputation for that. But do you want them to see come back up when you, you can get a Brentford instead? Yeah. Exactly. You know, you've got a Fulham coming up who are going to invest a few quid and, you know, whoever's going to come up through the playoffs, you know, it's quite exciting to see these teams come up and, you know, Norwich come up and you roll your eyes. And again, no disrespect to the club, but, 
they just seem happy to to yo-yo between the you know they'll be making a few quid out of it but they they seem happy and so you you're sort of saying where's your ambition and it, and it's like they've not got any but they're, they're happy to pick the uh you know the check up for when the uh, when they drop out of the league it, it's a real strange one for me that and I, I i think surely the fans want more than that even though they make these fairly regular appearances every now and then in the premier league the fans have got to want to see more than what they're seeing at Norwich for me. And it, they're definitely a D and I'd be lower if we had an E. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> uh, we beat them 4-1 yesterday. Um, they did. They managed to go the whole season without letting nine in in one game. <laughs> but, but the fans have turned on the manager. The fans were singing, you're getting sacked in the morning and booing him. Uh Southampton, though, whenever they get a decent player, they have to sell him. They do. I think it's a tough a tough position. And, and every time Southampton show a bit of form, it's amazing how all the pundits are saying that, you know, this guy's going to go and take a big club one day because mm. he is doing a very, very difficult job. I mean, having said that, he has got a couple of very talented players down there. But it's like you say, you know, when someone, I mean, they're talking about Ward-Prowse now, um, Newcastle, Man United, possibly. In fact, I heard Man City as well this morning. So... Anyone they've got who puts their head above the parapet and seems like an half-decent player or a very good player, you know, he's, he's going to lose them and that's the kind of club they are. And I think yeah. it would be interesting to see him at a, a bigger club, whether he'll get the opportunity because whether he's ever going to string the results together that, you know, that makes another club sit up and think, hey, this is the guy that could help us out here. So I feel for him, to be honest with you. And I, I think he does a good job. And to, to take the 9 nil in plural, I'll say that, on the chin and to come back and do what they've done. I think a lot of credit to him, to the players, and a bit of credit, I suppose, to the board. But, you know, is there a season where they're going to try and hang on to players um, yeah. and, and, and give him some support? And he, I don't think he really gets, you know, the support that he probably needs. They have got new owners in, so it'd be interesting to see if they change the habit of a lifetime and don't, you know... Uh, <laughs> sell all the players. Although the Southampton yeah. fans were saying James Ward Prowse, he's yet yeah, great with his free kicks, but they're not impressed with him. Other than that, but you know, I don't know what what some football fans want. To be honest with you, um, what where are we going with Southampton? He's for me, Chris. I think it's a bit of a C That's because it. you know they've not they've not done particularly great. Yeah. Uh, like I say, I, you, we un, we all understand situation at the club and I do think you know it's tough for the manager uh but you know it's still I suppose in the end uh, a disappointing season and then to go out you know obviously against us yesterday four ones um a bit, a bit of a thrashing into it really so yeah if, yeah definitely if Newcastle had a, a season of two halves so did this team Tottenham I mean they ended up with their 10th choice manager I think it was ninth or 10th choice manager uh, which didn't work out. They then went on bended knees to um, Conte. I mean, he must have the best deal going as ever uh, as a manager because, yeah, they, he doesn't need Tottenham Hotspur, but Tottenham Hotspur need him. But in fairness, my God, a couple of January signings, how he, you know, he's, he's just done fantastic with that club. He has, and I think I'm, I'm going to get his name wrong. I don't know if it's Kulusevski, I think it is, who they brought in in January. Yeah. I mean, what a what a player he looks, and I'm amazed that someone's actually considering letting him go. He, he, he looked mm. really good, fitted in ever so well, you know, with Kane and Son as the top three. Uh, great signing. I think with Conte, he's one of those, you know, you, you see him on the pitch, his passion. 
And if you don't share that with him, you'll not be playing in that team. You have got to have the passion and drive when you go on that pitch if you're playing for him because I don't think he accepts anything less than 99%. You can see that in him. And it's probably exactly what they needed. And and it was one of the, you know, we talk about managers given time and what have you, but that was probably one of the, well, it is one of the success stories. Uh, You know, Nuno, it was a strange one, really. Uh, and, And clearly, you know, couldn't, do the job, whether it was the spotlight on the intensity, I, I'm not. I'm not sure, but it was a big, big job for him. Having come, just coming out of Wolves, and and you know he, he didn't do it uh, well at all. Mm. And they really needed a whirlwind to come in, and I think that's exactly what Conte is, if I'm honest. So uh, I thought, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd give them a B. I'm, I'm a bit stingy with the yeah. A's tonight, but yeah, I thought after a bad start, he has really wrung the neck out of them, got them into the Champions League spot, you know, yeah. against the main rivals. Uh, you know, the of Arsenal, so big, yeah, you know, real, real good news for the Tottenham fans. And I think if anybody's uh, going to turn that team around, what they need is somebody who will stand up to Daniel Levy, and I think he will. If we're yeah. honest with you, um, Watford, should we just replay what we said about Norwich and just <laughs> got Watford in instead? Absolutely, I mean, it's. You know, it's uh, it's like the clowns running the running the club, the the changes of manager, and you know, it's and again, you know, nothing against Watford whatsoever. No, Another no. great club, but you just think, just go and have a few years in Championship, sort yourselves out, and then and come back when you're actually ready to take on the challenge yes. of the Premier League. And it's you know, totally. so and and the, the chairman who's sacking all these managers, I, I just I don't I don't get it. Um, no. And you know, you would have thought at the point you went for Roy Hodgson, would you not? You know, dusted off Sam Allardyce. Well, you know, yeah. Or, you know, totally. like yeah. That. Um, I mean, so I watched Roy Hodgson for the last couple of games, and apparently he had shingles when when we, we he was playing Burnley. I think it was. I did a watch along with Dan, and he just had. You know, they, they conceded a goal. And he didn't even get out of his chair. Yeah, I think he wanted one yeah. of those. You know, those, those chairs that you get where you press the button and it strings you up. So to <laughs> get out of it, I think that's called uh, an ejector seat, Chris. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> James Bond used to have one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got to. I mean, hopefully, he's got to retire now. But it's got to be a D again, hasn't it? Oh God, definitely. Yeah, just for the way the clubs run it. It's and again, you know, like I say, no animosity to the club. The fans deserve better. You know, for paying their hard-earned money, going supporting yeah. the club week in, week out, they deserve better than what's going on and off the pitch at uh, the club. It's really shocking. Agreed. Agreed. Two to go, West Ham. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think with West Ham, um, they tailed off a bit at the end when they had, you know, they got the, the injuries right in the centre of the defence. So, I think they've done really well, and and uh, it's great for David Moyes. He, you know, he's like rejuvenated, reborn, whatever you like. He's he's put together a strong team, and again, yeah. a, a team that don't often feature on my coupons because you know I think they could on the day go and beat beat anybody, and and they have done. Uh, they yeah, look yeah. a strong team, probably not got much in depth, but I think with what he's got, and there are some talented ones in in that strong starting eleven. I think with what he's got at his disposal, I, I think he's done an unbelievable job. I really. Really do, and I'm ever so pleased for him. He's never been my favourite manager, uh, but I thought he did a great job at Everton. Obviously, the man you uh, then it, the first stint at West Ham. But I think what he's building now and the way, you know, when I talked about Man United not having a way of playing, you can see that he's got them playing in a certain way, and and it's successful. They're difficult to beat. They can go and score goals, and they give anyone a game on the day. Uh, I'm actually wouldn't mind putting these down as an A if you if you don't mind, Chris. Yeah, no. But no I said I wasn't being generous. 
I think the yeah. porn star martinis are starting to kick in. <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, they, he took them from relegation favourites every season to last mm. season, or the season before last when he challenged Leicester and the one place behind us. Um, then, you know, I thought they were going to struggle this year. Uh, Brookline just said, no, he thinks he's peaked. I thought they had last year. And I, I just... I think they've done really well to keep that up because they say they haven't really got a big squad and yet they've managed it. And, and I said earlier to to, uh, to, to Rob, the, man, uh, the West Ham fan, that, you know, well done at um, getting Europe again. And he said, well, I don't know, I'm happy with the conference. It's still Europe. And, and it is. And, mm. and well done for them. Scott... Yeah. Um, it says, how, good evening, how are you? Watford could be back-to-back relegations. Yes, we <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. Wolves, now, again, last one here. Bit of a, a, an enigma for me because I, I thought Nuno and Wolves were a great mix, but something obviously happened behind the scenes and he, you know, they agreed that he would leave. Uh, I never thought it would work at Tottenham, to be honest with you. I think that was, a we now know, a desperation sign-in. Mm. Nuno goes, Bruno comes in. Uh, I thought they were really going to struggle because of the relationship Nuno had with them, but he didn't. He took them, you know, he's taken them on again, started off well, faltered towards the end. Yeah, I mean, I quite like when they've particularly got, I think, some some really good players in there who, you know, as as the next season or two sort of transpire, I think they'll be be lucky to uh, hang on to a few. So I think, you know, he's gone in there at a time when they have got these players. I think they've done okay. Uh, but like you said, not fantastically. Um, but again, they've, they've, they've upset some. Uh, you know, they've had they've had some results there where you'd expect them to win in the haven't, and then they've gone somewhere and, and got a great result. Mm. And I, I wouldn't have been surprised yesterday if they'd have actually got a result at Liverpool. That's how I sort of see them. They're another funny team that on the day, mm. you know, if they yeah. perform well. I mean, Liverpool are Liverpool, so it's probably wishful thinking on my part. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, to to yeah. to think that, but um, they gave them a scare, didn't they? They they did, they did, and you know, I say they they've got a lot of the teams have got good identities. The the ones that are, you know we're sort of giving A's and B's to, I think you can see, mm-hmm. you know, where they are, what the manager wants from the team, and you, you, they express that on the pitch, and you know, and that's great. And I think I think this is another one, but I'm, I'm a bit torn whether it's a B or a C. Chris, what do you think? Um. The only yeah. one I've put you on the spot for. Yeah, you could go. You could go either, and you would say fair enough. You know, mm. um, I'd probably go see because they have that managerial change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's a gamble with a new manager coming in, and he's 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 they finished tenth. And to be honest with you, that's you know top half. If you know, as a new manager, I, I'd probably, I'd probably have to say, let's give them a B. B I'm saying B, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank God we agreed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> looking at this, then I wouldn't think there that you'd often see Man United next to Norwich and Watford, would you? <laughs> I'm, I'm almost tempted to be a little bit naughty and just put Man United there, just between them. <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, Villa, Everton, Leeds, and Southampton get C's. Arsenal, Brighton, Chelsea, Palace, Leicester, Newcastle, Spurs, and Wolves get Bs. And then A's, yeah, definitely Brentford. You can't say anything other than that for Liverpool and Man City. And West Ham deserve it as well because of the season they've had. 
Julian, I know your wife's will be on. She's she still at the pub. Yes, mate. I'm going. Well, I'm going to bed hungry tonight. I'm going to say that takeaway. Have you got a number for a takeaway? But no, thank you very much for coming on. As always, pleasure. Uh, you, you know, if not, you are our top totty. You know that. Even though <laughs> so I keep much. telling myself that, Chris. I'm not sure I believe it though. <laughs> hey, have a few more martinis. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We'll obviously do something again in the future. But all the best here in your family. Thank you so much for giving you time to come on. No worries, Chris. Enjoy your summer. And you as well, mate. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, thanks to Julian there. Uh, I hope he gets some food. I'm a bit worried about him now, but <laughs> we were looking at the time because his wife was coming back to cook a meal. Uh, <laughs> hey, this is Lester Till I Die TV. That was ex of Fox's defender, um, Julian Watts. And this is what, if you don't mind, if you don't mind, I'd like you to do this. Yeah, if you are on YouTube, and if you're not, please get over to YouTube, watch some of Let's Let It Die TV. Please smash the likes, but mostly, mostly please give a subscription. And if you're not doing anything, also click the notification, because this is what we've got coming up um, for the rest of the week so far. Tonight at 9 o'clock, it's a sloppy second night, we are going to be handing out the Lester Till I Die End of Season Awards. Uh, four of us, uh, the main presenters on Lester Till I Die, will be picking, in the categories there, our players. Uh, that's tonight at 9. Tomorrow at 7, Championship Preview. Um, Huddersfield guy coming on. Please, please beat Nottingham Forest. If, if you don't, I'll never support Huddersfield again. Never give, give Huddersfield a mention if you don't do that for us. So tomorrow at 7, it is the Championship Review. Uh, Bournemouth and Fulham coming up. The 25th, Mike will be joining me, and we're doing a watch-along on Wednesday. We should have been there. We should have been there. But it's Roma versus Feyenoard for the Europa Conference watch-along. Um Jerry Taggart is popping up this week, but the thing with him is you don't know when because it is not a normal sort of podcast, this. Uh, it is going to be on YouTube only. No Facebook, no Twitter. So you need to subscribe and you need to click that notification bell so you know when that is going to be coming up. And then Thursday, <laughs> this, is, this is a bit of fun, actually. I was doing this today, and I went back to the start of the season, and we had a show where I had the fans from all the other clubs on, and they had to pick out where they thought they would end up. And there's a lot of there's a lot of confidence though, is it? Let's call it that. There's a lot of confidence at the start of the season. <laughs> so that is all coming up this week. So it's a it's a busy week, and then obviously we're slowing down a bit and having some time off. But just out of interest, I did say that the BBC did do this at the start of the season. Is to they asked the fans. This isn't mine. This is the BBC that they asked the fans where they would put their own teams. And as you can see there, Man City thought they were going to win it. Chelsea thought second. Yeah, okay. Man United thought third. 
though. Man United, you, you get yourself sorted. You're a bigger club than this. You deserve better. Liverpool really underplayed themselves with fourth. And as much as they underplayed themselves, of course, Leicester decided that we were a lot better than we actually were with fifth. Above Tottenham in sixth, Arsenal in seven. Everton fans, I don't know what you were drinking, but I'll have some, please. <laughs> I thought they were going to finish eighth. Villa ninth, West Ham 10, uh, Leeds 11, mm. Wolves 12, Newcastle 13. That wasn't far off, Newcastle, because you were 11th. Uh, Southampton 14th, yeah, optimism there. If, you take, if, if, if the league finished at Christmas, possibly. Brighton 16th, you did better. Burnley 17th, well, you were nearly right. Brentford, you didn't have faith, did you? And Watford and Norwich kind of knew what was coming along. So that's where the fans thought there were teams were going to finish. I'm going to nip off. I need a drink. My mouth is the uh, proverbial nun's slipper. So I will see you back here at nine o'clock with Lou, with Craig, with Brad and myself. And we will be picking our Leicester players who have stood out this season. Thank you so much for watching. And if you've been listening on uh, your favourite podcast platform, Thank you so much for doing that as well. I will see you in 45 minutes. Goodbye, stay safe. See you for sloppy seconds. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. 
and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Uh, participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.